You've tuned in to the Cat Show podcast, where we're making the world a better place for cats. Hosted by the cat mama herself, Melissa Newman. I am so excited about today's episode because it's something that I've been involved in for many months. I have a strong belief in the importance of science to prove theories and I jumped at the chance to be involved in an experiment to prove what a product called Pet Tunes, created by Janet Marlowe of Pet Acoustic, actually works. Now Ron Peer is the Australian representative for Pet Tunes and he contacted me to see if I would be interested in taking part and of course I immediately said yes. Judith Jordan, a fan of the product, introduced Pet Tunes to the South Australian cat world and was also involved in the study. The fact that we could clearly see data that supports our thoughts that the product works was remarkable and confirmed our beliefs. Janet has been investigating how different animals hear and developing music for them for many years. It was a great privilege to work with her in this experiment. Let's listen to the interview. Hello, Janet Marley. I'm really excited to have you as a guest on today's show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. It's a big pleasure for me. Now, I've got you on the show today because we have been working on a little bit of an experiment and I am a big believer in scientific evidence and to demonstrate whether particular things work or not. And you are the inventor and the composer for Pet Tunes, um, which is a pet acoustics um, product, which in South Australia here, we've been using for quite some time. And a number of us have believed that we've seen benefits from the use of the device itself. But you actually asked me to become part of a experiment that you're doing to actually prove it. And I'm really excited to um, have been part of that. And I know you're excited about the results. Tell us a little bit about, first of all, the uh, Pet Tunes product itself and how you sort of came about, because I know that it's not just cats. You've got one for birds and dogs and things like that. But tell us a little bit about how that actually came about. Well, it, it was inspired uh in uh, 1994 um, when uh, my cat Osborne um, was uh, severely injured I rushed him to the veterinarian and I, I was a former recording artist and I went to sing to him for five days he passed away and uh, because I was so in tune with my cats and my dogs um, interest in coming to my side and and being calmed by the music when I was practicing for performances I was so taken with his response to music that I decided to spend the rest of my life um, understanding what is it about sound, what is it about music that is so soothing to animals. And I think we all intuitively see that with our pets when we're playing certain kinds of music or even grooming to them, you know, grooming them. Um, But I wanted to get the scientific facts about it. So um, that was a long time ago. Um, I spent a lot of time researching papers on, um, from universities that study the hearing of chickens and bats and dolphins and horses. And as I was recording and writing music, I said, now wait a second, if I alter the frequencies of the music to fit the comfort hearing of a cat, what would that do? Well, I wrote the music 
and I went around to all my cat friends and veterinarians um, and asked them to please experiment with this music. And lo and behold, anecdotally, 100%, everybody said, wow, my cat is more calm. My, my whole group of cats are getting along with each other. Um, there's less stress in the car. Anyway, it was just amazing to get that feedback. Well, fast forward 25 years, I've, um, I created a, a company called Pet Acoustics, and I create products um, that uh, are, is all about releasing stress um, in animals because we know that stress leads to illness and also provides a more longevity for an animal to have that sense of well-being. And the, the thing, kind of my part in the world of, of um, caregiving for animals is, um, you know, we, we take care of them medically, we take care of them, their food, we, you know, make sure that they have enrichment. Um, but the ears is kind of an overlooked aspect of their lives. And as we know, cats hear three times more than humans and more than dogs. So for them, sound is pretty much everything. And um, I, I try to, I'm writing a book now about what cats hear, um, but the, the uh, scientific study that we did is really the culmination of all of this anecdotal evidence. And I wanted to show in a scientific chart of the biometrics of cats, what exactly happens to them physically because they with a dog you can visually observe behavior but cats are extremely subtle although i know melissa when you see your cat you know exactly where they're at right yeah exactly and it's a bit of a um it's a bit of an art to learn those real subtle things because um obviously cats don't have the expression like a lot of animals do because of, they simply don't have the muscles in their forehead to be able to use their eyebrows to give us those expressions. So yeah, just those really subtle puffs of the mouth or the movement of the, the uh, whiskers or the, the tilt of the ears is often what you're looking for from a behaviour perspective. And, and I think that's what really fascinated me about this particular project was cats are really difficult to read. So being able to find a way scientifically to understand what's going on, absolutely fascinating stuff. It really is. So I, um, I've, uh, the, the, uh, there were two tools that we used. One was a collar device uh, called Pet Pace, uh, smart collar, and it's able to read the activity level, um, the pulse rate, uh, the HRV, uh, which is uh, HRV is the physiological phenomenon of the variation in the time interval between consecutive heartbeats in milliseconds, meaning it's not the blub, 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 but it's all that stuff in between, which really is a, it's a refinement of understanding the heart rate of an animal. And it's brilliant that uh, these people came up with this. I've, now I did, use, I did a, pet, uh, a collar study um, with dogs, um, but the, the, the cats was just once I realized, oh, we've got to do this. And once I met you, um, <laughs> our dear friend, Ron Pia of yep. the pet, 
um, I knew that uh, you would be a great um, uh, partner to, to do this with. Um, and then we also uh, worked with Judith Jordan after you with her three cats. So uh, we did nine cats in all. Um, so, uh, so the other tool is the music that I've written um, for cats. Uh, it, it comes in a uh, Bluetooth speaker. I just have to take one out of my my, my box here, uh, just to show your audience. And, um, and it's preloaded and it's uh, 90 to two hours of music and just turn it on. And the music was placed near the cats and we did uh, 24 hours wearing the collar so that the cat could get used to it. And I have to say your cats were troopers um, as you can see, this is the collar, and uh, it's not, not really a delicate thing for a cat, but it certainly did capture all the data that we needed. Yep. And the, the Pet Tunes uh, speaker um, with the preloaded um, feline music. So, so since cats hear almost up to 85,000 hertz, um, the music that I composed is right in that comfort zone for cats. Um, it's very painstaking uh, uh, process. I alter every note in music, every note. Um, I only use sustaining instruments, um, no percussion, no human voice, um, lots of violins, harps, flutes, um, and the music uh, not like human music, which has a broad spectrum of sound and softs and louds, you know, that's what makes it exciting for humans, but yeah. for dogs and cats, they do not want to hear that. They just want to hear music that doesn't have any volume changes. And, you know, just think of those big cats, those lions out in the Sahara Desert, they are resting. I always say <clears throat> in my talks about animals, because we, we always talk about fight and flight, and, um, you know, fight, flight, fight. If, if animals just did fighting and flighting all day long, they would have very short lives. But what they're yeah. really looking for is that 10 to 12 hours of just gazing and resting. And, and you know, the baseline physiology of an animal is very, very important. Yeah. And music gets an animal to that baseline within a few minutes because in their hearing environment, they are, they understand that there isn't anything that they have to be on high alert for. And when they do that, they release muscle tension. It's a very elegant principle. Um, I think humans need that <laughs> just as much. But for animals that hear so much more than we do and are so sensitive to every wave of sound that comes into their environment, um, and it's also beneficial with other cats or, or if they share a home with another dog. There's so much going on energetically that the music provides this evening out of the environment. It's very, very important. So those were the two catalysts that we used. We used the collar device and the music. And then um, you put the music on for 24 hours. So we had the beta of the cat without the music and then with the music. So um, I'll just break the good news right from here. <laughs> it's 
results of nine cats that we studied shows a significant change in the HRV rate, their activity level, and their pulse rate, that it absolutely made a significant difference in their biology for calm behavior. And you can see it on the charts. And we're going to, I'm going to provide a, um, a paper for your audience so that they can see the charts and see what exactly that we did. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll put that on Alma uh, podcast information uh, so people can download that and have a look at it. And I just wanted to add too, nine cats doesn't sound like a lot, but every single one of those cats were very, very different from, we had a outdoor stud boy, we had an indoor, very hyperactive Abyssinian, and both, in fact, both of those are Abyssinians, so they're very high energy cats. We had um, a number of domestics as well. Um, Bruce, who was the very first one, he has been diagnosed by the vet as being deaf, and yet he still responded. Um, and then Judith has actually got um, different breeds of cats again. So there was a Russian blue and a um, American yeah. hair um, amongst there as well. And I think one of the Selkirks too, perhaps. But um, she's got very different cats too. So, and I've got a couple of domestics that are quite, um, uh, they're very, uh, it's almost scaredy cats. They, they're compared to the rest of the cats. They, they're quite happy just to, you know, sit and hide and things like that as well. So there was a real variety in those nine cats, but it still demonstrated in every single one of them that there was a, an absolute change, which was amazing. That's such a good point. Um, yes, because I could have gone on and on and on with more cats and more cats, but you're absolutely right. There was such a great variety a great variety of ages, I believe from two years yep. old, 12 years old, yep. uh, in all in different situations. Um, and um, uh, uh, one of your comments was um, that the cat, um, and this was Derek Bennett, I believe. Yes. Said the cat picked on the domestics less with the music playing and became more affectionate. Yes. Now, that's a lot in one sentence. <laughs> You know, to, to get along with the other cats because how many people just have one cat? <laughs> exactly. And yeah, and Derek Bennett very much does like to rule the roost and tell everybody off when they're doing things that he doesn't agree with. But yes, his, his um, uh, behavior definitely, we still had to watch it, but it definitely reduced. Um, like when he had the collar on and we had the music playing in, indoors and obviously we play it all the time in our house. We've actually got two of them. We've got one that, uh, one box that's out with our um, stud boy and we've got one that's inside with our cat. So we, as we recharge one, we go out at dinner time and we swap the box over and so everybody gets the music in it to enjoy it. So, but yeah, it definitely does make a difference. Yeah, and to, to have a cat become more affectionate means that they have more confidence and they don't need to have that, you know, that high alert. Um, exactly. Action. And uh, you just, who does not love cats? And then um, uh, Judith Jordan's comment was uh, about one of her cats named Harry. Um, he said, she said, um, when he had, when we had the music on, uh, 
provided by Pedacoustics. He seemed far more relaxed and less stressed at home. He coped with loud, unexpected noises and was very calm. Well, this is what the music does. It, it diminishes that, that um, uh, you, know, uh, you know, the high alert behavior. And, um, and it also masks other sounds. So for example, for those of your audience that have cats that keep them up at night because of nocturnal activity, yeah. um, the music in the environment really makes a, makes a change to that, um, that need to uh, uh, be highly active. Um, so that, that those comments were really um, great to, uh, to hear. Yeah. The other thing too with the music is that, um, I mean, the cats obviously from a um, environmental perspective enjoy it, but it's not like humans are not going to enjoy this either. The music's actually quite calming for humans because you, you can hear the music from a human perspective um, and it's, it's very uh, gentle and very uh, melodic and there's lots of beautiful uh, nature sounds in there, so a little bit of purring now and then and um, you know, the water running and all sorts of different sounds and, and things. So um, I know I can actually sit in a room with it and quite often go to sleep, actually. <laughs> it's very relaxing. <laughs> 25 years that I've been doing this, um, I would say that every comment that I've ever had from a pet owner is that they all say the same thing. It's very calming for me, too. And that's very important for a product that's that that you want to address an animal in um, in a home because you don't want to have something that's you know high screechy sounds or anything that's going to agitate the human because you kind of have to split the difference a little bit. Um, I use very pure sounding instruments. Um, I always uh, image that. Uh, Oh, here we go. Um, um, I have a I have a pregnant female that's just come and sat on my lap. She's very needy at the moment. Yeah. And I have the music box in this particular room because this is her kittening room. So yes, she'll probably just sit here and listen to us talk now. Sorry, go on. Um, so I always think that it's like uh, you know you've got this gentle little canoe and this gentle little river, and you're you know you're you're your dog or your cat is just sitting in it, laying down and being gently, you know, swayed down the river. Um, and uh, it's, it's, um, it's a craft to compose. It's, now I come from the jazz and classical world where I've performed and written um, music. Um, my music's on Spotify, if anybody's interested, uh, from my previous life. Um, and so the concept of composing for, for, an, for a dog or cat's or a horse's ear uh, is very important. So, I mean, you can just see what's going on now. Um, this beautiful cat, Mama Cat, is um, listening. Their ears have 32 muscles. They can rotate 180 degrees, and they hear three times more than we do. So to, to observe a cat's ears is a is a um, a road into their life. It's very very important. Um, so to to be able to have the um, the end result of the study to show in a chart, uh, and it's very obvious in a chart um, where the 
you can actually see in the activity level that there's like these amazing spikes. It goes by colors, you know, yeah. green, green is really hot, you know, lots of activity, you know, and then blue, and then it starts going to the red, and then it's just kind of, and you can actually see that there's a big valley in the chart when they're listening to the music. And then yeah. when you turn it off, it's back up to that high activity. And when the music's back on, there's this amazing um, valley of, uh, of rest. And, mm. and I found it really interesting with the high energy abbeys that they were still highly active, but the activity level was just down a little bit. Like it was, they were still busy, but yes. not incredibly busy, like over the top busy. So yeah, it was really interesting to see that data. I used to play with a sax saxophone player. He said, I have two speeds, manic and sleep. <laughs> and very often a cat will have kind of go between those two. Um, but it's, that's why the, the music definitely brings the baseline into a, a calmer state. Um, yeah. and, and, and does put uh, people to, into the same state because music is a very powerful environment. Um, we used to think in the 1950s that there was kind of like a little part of the brain that was specialized for music, but we now know, especially studying um, Alzheimer's uh, patients, that uh, through the scientist Oliver Sacks, um, that, um, that we never lose the memory of music and, uh, and, and that it is a complete experience cellularly for humans. Um, and it is for, for cats and dogs as well. Uh, it's, it's very important. And I, I, I love seeing when the cats, um, they will come up to the, to the speaker and they will, they will have, did you see that in your cats, Melissa, going up to the speaker? They yeah. really, yeah. Because here's mine here, just sitting on next to the, the desk. And I actually have a bed on the desk next to where the speaker sits. And they will come and sit on that bed on a regular basis. So when I'm working, I'll often have a cat sitting on the bed next to me. Um, and the speaker is sitting there because that's where I recharge them. So, um, and the, through the door just behind me is where the kitten room is. So, um, and as you're fully aware, um, you don't have to have the music up really loud because they do hear a lot better than what we do. So you can have it just in the background, just nice and low. And even at night time, they can hear it quite easily in the next room. And in fact, you know, going through the house. So it's, um, it, it does definitely bring them into my office though. Yeah. I've had a few people recently um, because our world has changed and everybody has an Alexa. Um, yeah. We said, you know, we've been, I've been telling Alexa to play some, you know, classical music or calming music and it's not really doing the trick. Um, and uh, it's it because for my company, my and the core value of my company is to be pet centric. Uh, and um, I try to eliminate human, <laughs> human response to any product because it's really all about the animals. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's okay. I mean, anything that works is, is good but it really isn't therapeutic. So yeah. you feel that your cat is, you know, kind of enjoying Beethoven, um, but quite frankly, Beethoven, this amount of 
louds and softs and dynamics in the music. And it is, I, I wrote about it in a, a book that I just came out with called What Dogs Hear. So I'm doing a series. Um, and uh, it's very important to have the speaker because the speaker needs to be near the dog or the cat um, to make a difference because our ears are five to six feet off the ground, not our cats. And so we need to really address their hearing level to have the greatest impact. So that's called psychoacoustics. Yeah. So um, psychoacoustics meaning the brain and the sound and how that is interpreted by the brain. So we know that, that cats have two modes, speaking of that previous sax player, um, uh, uh, if they hear a volume or a sound that they don't like, they will go into flee. And they're fleeing quite a lot. And, and there's, you know, the thunder, I know in Australia, you have tremendous thunderstorms and lightning. Mm. Um, and, and in uh, fact, you saw that in some of the data because there was one night where we actually did have quite a heavy duty thunderstorm and the collar was on one of the scaredy cats that day. So that was really interesting to have that on for her. Yes, yes. So you can really, you know, the, the, the scale of behavior is just, was just brilliantly charted in this clinical study. Yeah. Uh, very, very exciting. Um, you know, I've also written music for horses and for birds. Um, and just to, to share the difference, because I invented species-specific music, meaning that the music that is in the environment of each are different. Um, although if you have a dog and a cat, now I think you have a dog, right? Yes, we do. We do have a dog. And, um, and the dog had, did the dog have any um, changes in behavior? Or well, she's pretty chilled anyway, most of the time, um, but she does tend to um, try and round up the cats occasionally. Um, but yeah, she, well, she was no, no worse than she normally would be. And I didn't sort of notice anything massively different with her, but I wasn't really looking for signs of change with her. But also, I mean, well, she likes to be wherever I am, but quite often I'll catch her just sitting in the office where the music is. Um, the music for horses is uh, in a lower alto uh, level of sound. Um, uh, and uh, the music for, for cats is on a higher pitch than the ones for dogs because their range is, is on the higher end. Um, and then for horses, the music is heavily immersed in um, rhythmic melodies, um, short melodies, uh, and the music's like one tune will be in two, 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 four time, you know, bump, 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 just mm -hmm. like they would. And then, um, in a three, four time for gallop, yeah. and in four time, uh, you know, for walking or for running. And um, they get it. Uh, and you put the music on in, um, in the barn uh, or for trailer rides. Uh, some people do trail rides. Um, and uh, so I have one customer who uses the music um, to, you have to back the horse into the trailer and they do not like that. Yeah. Um, and then if she doesn't have the music on 
at the arrival of their destination, the horse is completely in sweat. Um, and then she realized she didn't put the music on. And next time on the way back, she put the music on and no sweat. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I, one, of the, one other interesting horse story. Um, a uh, woman called me up and was profusely thanking me. And I'm not just saying that egotistically. I'm saying it because it was so such an amazing story. She said her horse had narcolepsy and was injuring itself. Wow. By falling down, all of a sudden it would be asleep and it would hurt itself against the, the in you know in the stall. And she said, "I've tried everything, medications, blah blah blah." And she said, "I bought this product. I used the music, and the horse just gently lays down and goes to sleep, and no more issues." Oh my god! Wow! I was so amazed at that. So amazed at that. So it's it's. It, exciting work it's very rewarding work and having done the study with you has just been a really great privilege i thank you so much for oh i I was privileged to be part of it it was wonderful and for judith wherever you are thank you thank you um it's uh it's really uh you know to to make a contribution um in a in a profound way uh to help animals around the world is just just been really a great joy of my life. Fantastic. So where to from here? What's your next step with this uh, information that's now being gathered? Well, um, we are going to put uh, two, uh, going, we're going to be doing a press release uh, through Pet Acoustics to uh, share this information. Uh, and I will be doing a very detailed clinical study with um, uh, Dr. Uh, Asaf Dagan, who is the inventor of the pet pace collar, and um, uh, we will we will get this out to Cornell University, UC Davis. Um, I know that there have been some wonderful progresses in Australia um, in collaboration with Dr. Peterson um, with uh, cats with FIP, mm-hmm. which is yep. Um, a detriment to uh, kittens and cats, um, uh, and they've been using pet tunes um, in regards to uh, de-stressing the pets, uh, the cats, during um, these these uh, protocols that have been used. Um, yeah, the so- treatment, the new treatment that's sort of coming. Actually, I'm hoping to catch up with Angela Irvine sometime soon, so we can talk about the changes um, that have happened in that area for some time. But I do know it was Ron actually, wasn't it? That was listening and and thought that that might be useful. So um, it's great to see that something that's not a medical device is also helping in keeping the animals calm while they're going through that treatment. Because I know the treatment is quite full on. It's, you know, 84 days of injections every day. and, And so, yeah, it's pretty full on. I think the original um, test of the pet tunes that Ron Pia, through the pet comer, had given um, Angela was that she had to drive an hour and a half to get to the veterinarian initially for the injections. Yeah. Uh, as you know, you know, travel and vibration for them is yep. not not a good thing. Um, and uh, so when the so she would use the pet tunes to to calm this particular cat and was having some success. And then when she gave the injections, um, his name was Eli, yeah. um, to uh, the cat, she would put him in a 
you know, darkened room with the pet tunes on and was able to give the injection with no issues at all. Yeah. And imagine over 84 days having to do those injections, that would be a rough go. Yeah. And so um, she was grateful to, to have that um, as, a, as a calming factor. Yeah. So there, there's so many, so many, as I said a little while ago, this, the power of music is an amazing um, tool uh, to, in, in so many different ways. And uh, people get very creative with it. And every, every cat has its own issues um, and a dog as well. Yep. And used in, in many different ways. Um, but uh, it's, it's um, so, so looking ahead, um, that's what we're going to be doing. Um, and, uh, I'm as, and it will be in my next book, which is going to be What Cats Hear, uh, because I want to um, help uh, cat caregivers to understand the um, inner workings of the ear and how sound affects them and what frequencies are and, um, and the studies. And, and all through my life, I've, cats have been thematic. Um, I will tell you that I lived next door to Bill Evans, who is a legend in jazz as a pianist, um, if anybody knows who Bill Evans is, and I had the privilege of walk living next door to Bill Evans. Well, he and his wife and I became friends. I was studying music in college at the time, and, uh, I had no idea who Bill Evans was. <laughs> so just by my naivete was charming to, to him since he was world renowned. Um, but he had two Siamese cats. And um, there came a point uh, that uh, I uh, needed to adopt these two cats because Bill became ill. And uh, I didn't know that uh, one of them, Melanie, was pregnant. So uh, within about a month, I had uh, eight, eight kittens running, <laughs> you know, studio apartment, not much room. And, um, and so, but it was, they were absolutely beautiful blue point Siamese cats, gorgeous. And they all yeah. got friends and anyway, but, and then, uh, you know, when I was a, a little kid, I would, um, every kitten that was meowing on the street, I picked up and took home. Uh, so, yeah. you know, it, it, cats have been thematic in my life in many, many wonderful ways. And then I've had cats ever since, so. Yep. And of course, just as that happens, I have a kitten come in and decide he's gonna sit on my lap. <laughs> as you're talking about kittens. Isn't that right, really, Preston? Yes. They just love you because you, you understand them and animals That's know true. that. Yes, absolutely. This one just wants to play with me now, though, little bugger. <laughs> it's playtime. <laughs> oh, dear me. But, I mean, one thing that I've noticed since he's been here too, um, the first couple of days that we had him here, he flew over from Sydney. So uh, we actually had the pet, pet karma right next to his um, uh, little crate that we kept him in for the first couple of days. And he's one of the most relaxed Abyssinians I've ever met in my life now. He's just such a chill cat. So he's, uh, and he gets along with everybody. It's great. Yeah, I have taking his pet tunes with him in the car to his first show tomorrow. So um, he, he definitely enjoys it, that's for sure. Beautiful. He is beautiful. He is a I, beautiful boy. 
I had um, an amazing experience. Uh, I went to um, meet with a veterinarian and he breeds, uh, he breeds American short hairs. Um, and uh, I just happened to be in the, the, the clinic with her and she said, can you give me, can you give me a minute? Um, she said, one of my cats is about to give birth. Well, we went into the room together. I took out the pet tunes and I started placing it near the mother and we watched, you know, the kittens being born. And the veterinarian said to me, there is a marked difference in this mother cat who is, she's watched breeds four or five times already, that she is calmer and that the kittens were, you know, they were just in a very balanced state. Yep. She was very happy to have that. So, you know, during birthing, um, the music is, is a very uh, um, practical tool to have, just to have. Yeah. And in fact, we spoke to Barbara LaRocca about the Burmese breed, and she uses it all the time for her birthing uh, rooms and when she's birthing kittens. And um, I've done the same. We've had, um, we fostered a Somali kitten or cat a while back who had kittens. And that's actually the first time I had the um, pet tunes to help her to settle into her new environment because her owners were not well at the time. So we took her on while she had her kittens. And it was incredible. And I mean, she knew me, but for her to just, she settled in straight away. Like it was just quite remarkable. So yeah, it's, it definitely is a major tool. And of course, one of my sayings is making the world a better place for cats. And this is definitely one of those devices that helps anybody who's got a cat do that. Yeah, it is a, um, yeah, it is a pet parent tool for many purposes. And it's so portable and it's all you have to do is charge it up and turn it on. And, Absolutely. Uh, uh, easy tool and um, so it's we'll, we'll see where it goes next well I look forward to uh, your book coming out and thank you for joining me today and thank you from all of us cat mamas out there for creating such an amazing thing that we can use to make the world a better place for our little feline friends and I want to come to you so that I can you and meet everybody and yes. meet all wonderful, beautiful cats. <laughs> in the world. So let's hope COVID and all of that goes yes. away, and uh, we can um, we can all travel and see each other in person because that is really a that would be amazing. Be amazing. So in the future, to to everybody, looking forward to being there. Excellent. Well, we're looking forward to having you. And thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you. All the best to everybody. It was so cool that Al and Judith's cats from little old Adelaide could be involved in such a significant study. Thank you so much, Janet. If you want to know more about pet tunes, www.petacoustics.com is where you will find lots of information. And if you want to order one here in Australia, head over to thepetkarma.com and Ron will organise it for you. I also want to thank Oz Pet Litter and Cat Pad Enclosures for their ongoing support to keep the lights on at the Cat Pad and the food bowls full. Your ongoing support is very much appreciated. 
If you would like to support me, you can share my content and help me spread the word about responsible cat ownership. You can also purchase my merchandise or become a Patreon member. Links are at the Cat Mama website. Until next time, keep helping me make the world a better place for all cats.